At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap it has been a a fun night a lot of visitors we appreciate all of them once again all the uh the iowa hoopers that stopped on by both past and present uh we appreciate that that's sean king i'm tim murray and because iowa basketball was in the house felt like well if we're gonna do a power five conference a day gotta do the big 10 and i have just the guest to bring on he just Broke this down on his podcast, Bet the Board. A frequent guest of our program, a neighbor of mine, too. Todd Furman joins us right now. Todd, always appreciate it, man. Um, You know, when you talk Big Ten, you got to start with the big boy. And, of course, Northwestern. Uh, You know, what do you know? When you look at this Ohio State team, over-under on wins is 10.5. I think the shortest spread right now, I want to say in game of the years, is maybe eight or nine when they go to Happy Valley. Are there two losses on this schedule? I know the juice is heavy, heavy, heavy on the uh, on the over, but do you see two losses in the regular season for the Buckeyes? Well, unfortunately for Northwestern, gentlemen, Mike Kafka and Darnell Autry aren't walking through that door anytime soon. So it could be another lean year on Lake Michigan uh, watching Northwestern try and compete for bowl eligibility. But when you're looking at the Buckeyes, you are exactly right, uh, Tim. When you talk about this team and the way the schedule forecasts out, very few losable games, at least on the surface. You do have to pay a premium if you want to go over 10.5, but that builds in a little bit of a buffer trying to find that second loss. And I think when you're talking about starting with five straight games at home. The first truly losable game for this team maybe comes at the end of October against Penn State, and that's not showing disrespect to the Irish, but they're not going to be in a place, in my opinion, to push them early (laughs) on. So I'm with you guys. I think 11-1 and probably feels like the basement for the Buckeyes. So you can make a slight case for laying the price to go over that number or maybe even back them to win the Big Ten shopping around for a price less than $2. Yeah, and that's where I was going to start with you. What would be, in your opinion, the best way to go about if you're you're, you're itching for some Ohio State action? Would it be over 10.5 or to win the Big Ten? My lean would be over 10.5 because, like you said, we've seen Ohio State in years past. They'll find a way to maybe stub their toe, whether it be, you know, at Penn State or, you know, whatever it may be. I, I think they're... I'd be very surprised they lost to Michigan this year after last year. 
like you said, I, I see almost no path to victory for Notre Dame in week one. Um, so what what would you do? You know, what would you do? Would you rather go win the Big Ten or over 10 and a half wins if, uh, you know, Sean was the one slamming down the money in front of you? So my take on this is kind of you can go about splitting your position, if so inclined, put up enough to make a half a position to bet them to win the conference and put up a half a position to go over their win total. Because I think, obviously, there's a direct correlation. I don't see a scenario where Ohio State can win the Big Ten unless they were to lose to Notre Dame and then drop a game in conference where 10-2 and would be enough to get them there. So I think when you're probably putting all your chips on the table, I'd feel more comfortable with that win total, uh, assuming that the juice was comparable. And I know you can shop around. I've seen odds on them to win the Big Ten as low as $1.85, $1.90. And to your point, Tim, talking about their win total, maybe even explore an alternate total going over 11 if you're able to bring that juice down a little bit, knowing that 11-1 and one would be enough for a push. You know, Todd, I do think when you look at this Ohio State team, this may be the best offense they've ever had Ooh, so at Ohio State. Like, they have a chance to be, I mean, just fantastic. But they do have some question marks on the offensive line and on defense. So is the offense good enough to overcome any early season growing pains? Well, I mean, Sean, you mentioned, and it's not crazy to say that when you consider some of the opposing coaches' scouting reports, they are saying this team could be as prolific as what we saw from LSU in 2019. So the highest praise in the college football world to put that team on this pedestal so early in the season. But you're right, when you talk about the offensive line, it was a group that wasn't great in short yardage last year that I think has to be more physically imposing. Create a little bit more space for Travian Henderson, Mayan Williams, and Evan Pryor allow those guys to operate because you're going to have opportunities to run the football in the lighter boxes when you see what a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison Jr. can do to opposing secondaries. My biggest question for the Buckeyes, though, is how this defense is going to look. And fortunately for them, they have a relatively soft landing spot because I do love the hire in Jim Knowles. But the one thing about it, when you look at how good Oklahoma State was defensively last year, he had a veteran-laden group, a group that was so old that they would have been in the top half amongst all NFL defenses, those can be some complex principles, and you could see some busted coverages early, especially on the back end. Fortunately for Ohio State, I think the only passing attack they'll really have to worry about doesn't come until they go to East Lansing in early October to take on Michigan State and Peyton Thorne. Now, Todd, I'm not a guy that's going to ever lay 210. I just, that's just not how I bet. <laughs> so when I look at this division, the team that intrigues me the most, and listen, a lot of people are going to be high on Penn State because Sean Clifford finally gets the same coordinator in back-to-back seasons. I get it, but the team that intrigues me is Wisconsin. If Graham Mertz can just improve slightly, he doesn't have to become Big Ten Player of the Year. He just has to be third-team All-Big Ten. With those two running backs, that defense, Wisconsin is a team sitting there at 11-1 that I think is some great value. Agree with that or, or no? Well, that's the $100 million question. Can Graham Mertz finally get over the hump? Because we saw him on full display in his debut when everyone thought it was going to be the first quarterback that could actually throw the forward pass with some level of proficiency at Camp Randall since Russell Wilson was there years ago. And it's why Paul Chris went out and brings in Bobby Ingram to try and bring this offense into the 21st century. The problem being for Wisconsin is it's not all just going to be on Mertz. Their receiving core doesn't really offer a whole heck of a lot. You don't have a ton of experience or game breakers there. So they're going to need to try and find creative ways to get a young group acclimated instead of running Braylon Allen 40 times a game like we know the Badgers would like to do. Defensively, I think this team is going to go through a little bit of a rough patch early. Tough to replace the level of leadership 
uh, that they had, especially in the secondary, where three transfers are going to be asked to step in and have an immediate impact. The likes of Jay Shaw comes over from UCLA, Justin Clark from Toledo. But the one thing we've seen from Jim Leonard is he gets his players to realize their full potential. When you have a linebacking core as good as what the Badgers have, I have no problems making a case for this team to be in the thick of things. My biggest fear, though, even if they were to lose to Ohio State and Columbus in September, do they have enough firepower if they were to meet again in the Big Ten Championship? And I think that's what would keep me off, even at such a juicy number. Yeah, and, and I tend to agree with that. I, and I understand the intrigue at 11-1 as we're talking to Todd Furman. Check out Bet the Board, the podcast. They just recently broke down the Big Ten Conference in depth. But if you look at to win the division odds, and I think this is where you get interesting. Big Ten West at FanDuel, Wisconsin plus 170. Nebraska is 3-1. to one. Iowa plus 450, and then Purdue and Minnesota sitting at six to one. You know the schedule, Todd. Does does Wisconsin knows, uh, you know help? Right, they go to Iowa. Uh, they play at Ohio State. I, I can't believe I'm going to ask this, but Nebraska they lost a gajillion games by one score. I think that kind of shows coaching a little bit. Could you make a case for Nebraska with their schedule being a little bit softer when the crossover games? No Ohio State. Could you make the case? for the Cornhuskers to win the Big Ten West? When you break down the Big Ten West, honestly, guys, I feel like a jilted girlfriend for the way that some of these teams have cost me so much money over the last (laughs) couple of years. Honestly, I thought that Scott Frost was a slam dunk hire. When they brought him back to Nebraska from UCF, that he was going to be able to recruit the state of Florida and somehow find a way to lure actual athletes to Lincoln, Nebraska. And while the team hasn't realized a fraction of some of its potential, you do wonder if they can continue to self-destruct at the record-setting level that we saw last year where they lost eight games by a single possession. The problem for Scott Frost, and Tim, you mentioned it, they're 15-29 and 29 during his tenure. They lost 10 of 11 versus Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. And game in, game out, this team finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot. There was no greater microcosm of Nebraska's season last year than the way they went on the road against Michigan State, absolutely dominated the entire second half, and still find a way to completely blow that game and almost blow the cover for a lot of us that grabbed the points there. So it's hard for me to wrap my head around them. I'd actually feel a little bit more comfortable going deeper down the list uh, and making a case for Minnesota. This is a team that has a veteran quarterback in Tanner Morgan who clearly didn't play up to any respectable level last year. You hope that... Mo Ibrahim comes back. We know how dynamic he was in the season opener against Ohio State last year. And you have an NFL-caliber receiver in Chris Ottman-Bell. So that trio of skill position players is rare as far as the Big Ten West is concerned. And when I look through their schedule, you know, the toughest games, obviously, against West Division opponents, they go to Nebraska and to Wisconsin. If you're able to split those and hold serve at home, I think this team at 6-1 to one has all the pieces, if they can get their offensive line to gel, to be that little bit of a dark horse in the West and upset the Iowas and Nebraskas and Wisconsin for Big Ten West bragging rights. Minnesota, huh? P.J. Fleck. A lot of noise coming out of that program <laughs> from some former players. We'll see how they get it done. I'll say this about Nebraska. The reason they were in most of those games is Adrian Martinez. The reason I picked Kansas State to win the Big 12 is Adrian Martinez. Without him being there, does Nebraska have anybody even remotely as electrifying as him to fill that vacuum at quarterback? 
Well, that's the big question, because Casey Thompson, in my opinion, the transfer from Texas, is a little bit more polished as a pocket passer. And while he dealt with the thumb injury, he was still able to finish with more than 2,000 yards and a 24-9 touchdown-to-interception ratio. The problem, though, for Casey Thompson, despite having Mark Whipple, who's going to work with the passing game coming over from Pitt, his numbers under pressure at Texas were an absolute disaster. And Nebraska's biggest question marks are on the offensive line. So while I trust his decision-making a little bit more than Adrian Martinez, to your point, Sean, he doesn't have the, abil- the escapability or the elusiveness to turn plays where he's a dead duck in the backfield into modest gains or maybe even the big play. And when you talk about Kansas State, I think in a Big 12 that really doesn't have what I would define as a dominant team that checks every box, uh, I can see why you're making a case for Chris Kleiman's bunch at a price right around 16-1 to to at least get to the conference championship game and maybe have a chance to upset a Texas, Oklahoma, or Baylor uh, and cash a pretty healthy ticket there. He is Todd Furman. Make sure to check out the podcast, Bet the Board. He mentioned to it off, off the air. I Great think stuff, The Big Todd. 12 is coming up next. Todd, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, always a pleasure, Jen. Thanks again for having me on. I have to bring up an intriguing name that will make someone on our staff happy. We'll talk about them. We keep talking Big Ten next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, DC. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcast. What are you what are you throwing your arms up in the air about? Bro, back to back errors in the Houston Nationals game. I mean they should have been out of this inning. Now it's bases loaded, one out. What could go wrong? Um we need th- some bad baseball players in MLB. <laughs> We need some bad baseball players. <laughs> Just when you bet them. Alex Bregman. You know what? I. Who do we need? Does anyone in the pentathlon have Houston? No, yeah, we've got a, a bunch, bunch of people. No, got we got a bunch of people who have the Angels. We need the Astros yeah, to finish yeah. this off here. It's no one has the Astros. Greg Peterson. Oh, Greg does. Yeah. Man, I'm. I'm oh, yeah. and follow the money switch. I'm pulling from my, my pockets right now. I could care less about this pentathlon as we speak. Our two, team, our two, our two games player. are already done. 
Well, we need. We need I've got the Astros last... bringing their parlay. We want the Angels. Aaron said we want the Angels. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to Todd Furman uh, for joining us, uh, talking some Big Ten. Um, so what did you have for me? You said you had a name that was going to make somebody on the show happy. Maryland. Now what? we just hit the guy and walked the run in. <laughs> this is, oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's a complete debacle. So Maryland football, uh, last year in, in, uh, in, in the wintertime, in the bowl season, Maryland was one of my favorite plays. They got Virginia Tech. It was one of those perfect matchups, right? Maryland was pumped to be in the bowl game. Virginia Tech had a transition of head coach, and Maryland obliterated them on 54-10. Carrying that good karma over. Little two is back. They got a ton of talent. They can't stop anybody. But the win total here at Circa is five and a half, juice to the over at minus one thirty, as you see right there at six at BetMGM. Let me just let me just talk this out. So you're talking about a, a borderline, I don't want to call it elite, a very good offense with little two at quarterback. Is Jared healthy? I believe so. Remember, he got hurt late in the season. Um. But this offense has got just talent all over the place. It does. And they won six games last year in the regular no, season. There was, okay, the bowl game. Yeah, the bowl game doesn't count for, for win totals. Okay. So we're sitting at five and a half. Looking at their schedule, Sean, home to Buffalo, they stink. On the road at Charlotte, why would you ever schedule a road game at Charlotte? That is moronic, but they should win that game against a Conference USA foe. Then they have a night game at home against SMU, which could be scary. They'll be a favorite in all of those games. So they're a favorite in all three. Then they go to Michigan, lose. Home to Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Toss-up possibility? They're likely maybe a slight underdog, but you know Kenneth Walker's gone. Uh, isn't, uh, I think Cook is gone too. So... Can we get the uh, Maryland, like, Maryland schedule up? Like, likely a loss, but at home, maybe a juiced-up crowd. So we got Michigan State at home. Home to Purdue. Mm -hmm. Purdue does bring back Aiden O'Connell. However, they lost their two best players, George Karloftis and uh, David Bell. I think they might be a favorite in that, maybe a toss-up. Indiana stinks. They're on the road at Indiana, and then they're home to Northwestern. They close out the season at home against Maryland, or against Rutgers. They're a favorite in seven, maybe eight games, Sean, and you got to get six. If we go 3-0 and in the non-con, if you beat SMU, they're getting to bowl eligibility. And maybe the Rutgers game is... Like last year, the bowl eligibility game. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think the key to that win total is the non-conference. They have to beat SMU. I mean, obviously, they have to go yeah, three. They got, they got to SMU's win on the non-conference. Because they're going to be a 3-4 win conference right. team just because of the side they're on. I just think that, yeah. I mean, I'm not even considering. And I actually like the fact that some of their, like, they're on the road at Michigan. Good. Loss. On the road at Wisconsin. Good. Loss. On the road at Penn State, good, loss, whatever. 
They get Purdue at home. They get Northwestern at home. They get Michigan State at home. They're at Indiana, who I think is really, really bad. I mean, they have the they have the same win total uh, as Rutgers, and they're actually juiced to the under. So if they can pull it together with that offense, and I was just texting with Todd off air because I was going to ask him this. I, I get it. Their defense is not good. But Loxley's an offensive-minded guy. He's got tons of weapons. I would play, I wouldn't play six because I think that's where it might might ultimately land. Could they get to seven? Maybe. But I think over five and a half, if you can find some short juice, I like that for Maryland. Yeah, they can win three conference games. They did last year. Yeah. I agree. They have to start three and oh. If they do that, I think they beat Northwestern at home. They're gonna I'll say this. It'll be a good ticket to sweat if They'll, they start three and oh. <laughs> <laughs> Going into, imagine that. It's totally going to happen. Going into week, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, we're talking about Ohio State, Michigan. All right. What are you worried about? Uh, Rutgers, Maryland. I got Maryland over five and a half wins. Yeah. So, I mean, but, a good little sweat. Yeah. I might play it. What is it juiced to? Uh, here it's at minus 130 to the over. Yeah. I got to look around. I would not play six because I think that is just begging you for a push. But I, I think, look, there's some buzz around that offense, but I, I think. I mean, you like locks, right? I love locks. That's my guy. Is this Aaron fourth year or third year for locks? I think fourth. Coming off a bowl win, they've got some good juju going on. Two is back, little two is back. So he wasn't bad last year. I think he ended up twenty six and eleven touchdown the interception. Yeah. So if improves slightly on that, let's just say he goes to twenty nine and eight. You know that in and of itself is an extra win. And they, you know, my question is, you know, are Jared and those guys, how healthy are they? Because that's when they're really good. When they have that receiving group all the way healthy, they're really good. You know, Jones from Fort Myers and Detmus and Jared, that's when they're when they have all of them. So going back to Ohio State, what would be the way you would look at Ohio State? They're minus 210 to win the conference. Todd said, you know, you shop around, you might find some minus 185s. They're, you know, juiced to the over. To me, it's national title or bust if I'm going to bet Ohio State. I'm just playing them to win it all. Or play them to make it and play them to win it all. Because the odds for them to make it are, oh, it was a minus 255 too. What are the odds of Ohio State to win it? Like 3-1? 320. I mean, that's the play. I don't think they're, I don't think they're beating Alabama. With that offense, they can beat anybody in a one and done. Alabama's. This, With that offense and I know, that quarterback, they I, can beat anybody in a one and done. I think Alabama in that setting. Jesus, I just, I just don't. This is tragic. Sean's watching the Astros Angels game. This is tragic. <laughs> um, would you rather bet C.J. Stroud to win Heisman, mm-hmm. which he's co-favorite or the favorite, depending on where you look. I'll pull up DraftKings here. Um, C.J. Stroud is plus 250. Bryce Young is plus 350. The guy that I mentioned, I think, way back was Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that's what I was going to say. Like, I think he's so special. He could win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Devontae Smith won it two years ago. Yeah, I think Jackson Smith could win it. And I'm, and I'm telling you right now, he is going to – Light up Notre Dame. And, you know, antennas go up when I say, like, a kid is really good. Because, you know, I don't give that out I often. I know you don't. I don't give that out often. That kid is special. 
I think if you could find a reasonable price. And I think Travion Henderson can win. I mean, he's coming off a year we ran for 12, 55, and 15 touchdowns. They're ridiculous. Like, I'm just. I mean, they've got so many weapons, man. But let me ask you this. And elite weapons. But what about the defense? You mentioned this to Todd, and I agree. I don't know if they're great on defense. I don't think they are great on defense. The only thing that benefits them. And I don't think their offensive line is elite either. Yeah, this is where being in the Big Ten helps them. Because they're not running against a murderous row of quarterbacks. True. You know, and then the quarterbacks in the Big Ten that are good are generally pocket guys. Like, uh, I think Peyton is back at Michigan State. The kid at Purdue is Aiden back. Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, you know, so, but those are pocket guys. Those Graham Mertz like, is a pocket yeah, guy. Yeah, those aren't dynamic. Like, if they have a great game, they can beat you. Is J.J. McCarthy a guy that you coach? Is he dynamic? I like J.J. The question is, is Harbaugh going to turn to J.J.? I don't know. I mean, still playing musical chairs at quarterback. Plus, I just don't think Michigan's good enough on defense. They oh. lost Hutchinson, Ajabi, uh, and Daxon Hill. They lost three. I mean, if yeah. Ojabi doesn't get hurt in in – Oh my God! <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll tell you what's going on in the Astros Angels game. I do want to talk a little bit about Michigan win total sitting at nine and a half. What should we expect a year after they visited the college football playoff for the first time? That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf. We got a major coming up this week, Sean. UFC, NASCAR, whatever you want, we have it. If you want that full VSIN experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vsin.com slash summer. It is a nightcap here on vsin. Sean is uh, not thrilled with the Houston Astros uh, right now. Give them the silent treatment. I'm about to tweet them. I'm for real. I'm about to tweet them. <laughs> uh, it's five to five. I'll in, say this: in Astros Angels, they have no shot to win a championship playing defense the way they have. I already told you, Kyle Tucker's the worst right fielder in baseball. Sorry, and these guys have more unforced errors than any team I've ever seen. And it's not because they can't; it's because they're just <laughs> they think they're better than they are. Seriously. Well, it was 5-1 just a moment ago, by the way. And the baseball pentathlon, the uh, crew of Follow the Money uh, took the Astros. And Hoops Peterson also took the Astros. So they're sweating like we're sweating. Wes Reynolds took the Angels, and he is now officially wrong on the Twins as his favorite, as as is Rush Hour, Danny Danny Burke there. So um, Is the Padres game over yet? Padres game is, yes. They lost? They lost. All right, so that means primetime action loss. So now we're just waiting on Astros for follow the money and Greg Peterson 
Uh, Rush Hour won with the A's. Didn't they? That game's over. Yep. Yeah, A's won 14 to 7. So that's a nice win by Danny. All in the top of the 12, too. It was 6 6, top of the 12. Danny was able to bring in 55 bucks today. So I think the Brewers just won, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So follow the money. Needs the Astros to sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling from my pocket, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I have the Astros. I need them to close out this ticket, so I'm. I'm let's go follow the money. <laughs> uh, we're talking about my the- guys taking shots at us online too. Who's that? Your boy, uh, Bad Pete Moss, talking about we might open tomorrow at plus sixteen fifty. Well, is he wrong? I mean, yeah, we're, we're gonna drop in the standings here, Sean. I mean, these other clowns ain't killing it today. It's it's he's he's set. odds on has won both of their games. He's setting the odds. Listen, odds on has won both of their games. The only other people with a chance to win both games today are Follow the Money and Greg Peterson. And they're both behind us, so they will jump us. Well, I told you, I'm I'm pulling from my pocket. The red, the the Reds were twelve to one heading into the ninth inning. No, nah, look ahead, loss. He had raised first five. So Scott, he didn't have raised for the game. He had them first five. They were losing out the five innings. Yes. Sales still had a shutout going. All right, so that's the uh, it's the baseball pentathlon going on five to five. We can still win this. Astros and Angels. We can. Yeah, we got a we got a big one tomorrow. Just let me pick it tomorrow. Okay. Whatever I send you guys. Just By the way, around. I said on the show last night I would let you pick the Reds. You can go back and check the tape. I didn't believe in it. But I said I would let you. I should take have been stubborn. Reds. We'd be almost in first. I think. You did not send it in our text message, which means knowing my partner, he's all bark but no bite. He didn't tweet it, text it to us when we were talking about making our selections. I said on the show, you could go back and watch the show from last night. I said, go ahead and take the Reds. I'll let you do it. You can do it. Didn't ask. Didn't push for it. Weren't trying to convince us, hey, you know, you know, think about this, guys. I know when the Reds are down heading into the ninth inning, they're 0-49, and the Yankees, when they're up after eight innings, are 48-0. But I've got a feeling tonight, I've got a feeling that that will change. That's a heck of a song, by the way. Hey, Reds up to 33 wins. It's not good. They're one win behind not being last. In what division? Central. Oh. It's the only division I care about. So do you have to not be last or do you have to win the division? Well, in order to win it, you gotta not be last okay. first. So these are baby steps. Yeah. One step at a time. Yeah. God, I can't wait to get that cigar bet. Can't come soon enough. How many days do we have? August eleventh. I'll just be getting back too. Ooh. So I was trying to make my flight back from Tampa, so just debating. I'll just be sitting here with a with a cigar in my mouth. How close do I want to push it that Monday? You know what I'll do? I'm going to go out. I'm going to get Spider to bring in a really nice bottle of red wine and just let's sit here and be like, mm, I can't wait until you're giving me bottles of red once the year's over. You earn them, you'll get them. Um, all right, let's wrap up the Big Ten. Michigan, the win total is 9.5. By the way, uh, well done, Jim Harbaugh. Scheduling maybe the easiest non-conference I've ever seen for a Power 5 school. Smart absolute cakewalk for Michigan. If they even have a semblance of a close game, something is wrong. Colorado State week one, Hawaii week two, UConn week three. 
And then they play Maryland, their first test, so to speak, but they'll be a significant favorite in that one against the Terps. Then they go to Kinnick, week five, against Iowa. Indiana stinks this year. If Penn State at home... That schedule sets up good for them. It does. So the win total is 9.5, juice to the over, so the over is a bit of a favorite. Uh, When you look at that defense, though, they lost defensive coordinator. They lost... Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Ojabe. David Ojabo. And Daxton and Hill. And Daxton Hill. Daxton Hill and Aiden Hutchinson first round picks. David Ojabo would have been if he doesn't, what, he tears ACL or tours Achilles, one of those two, uh, in, in workouts. So is this Michigan team that won the Big Ten last year, are they good enough to walk into Ohio Stadium November 26th with a 10 and 1 record? And then you don't even have to worry about, worry about that game. Well, they always don't worry about that game. No, but I'm saying, well, if you play, bet yeah. nine and a half, you don't care about that game. I, you know me. I'm it, not. I'm not taking. If you bet, if you bet over nine and a half, and you're nine and two going into the Ohio State game, kiss that baby goodbye. It ain't happening. But I agree with you. I think the schedule sets up nicely. Penn State. The problem home. is this: Michigan State. They have a bye. They lost to Michigan State last year. They get them at home. They're on the road at Rutgers. They stink. Nebraska's capable they played them well probably should have beat michigan last year but they get them at home well you know, here's the problem the without just looking at all the games on the schedule because the schedule doesn't matter it matters a little well because the big Ten's a big 10 i mean you're gonna play the same teams every year you know home and away slightly matters but here's the issue with michigan tim the way they approach the game of football they're going to be in a lot of second half games that are competitive from a score standpoint because Harbaugh wants to run the ball. He's not a hurry-up guy, so there are fewer possessions. Now, they got away with it last year because they were so elite on defense. What worries me is what if they don't win some of these games that are three-point games at the end of the third quarter? You know, why they're still trying to figure the components out on defense or in place, you know, those key guys. You know, that's kind of why I'm hesitant to say, even with that schedule that, Go, taking the overs to play, I probably would take the under. Just because of the amount of turnover they had on the coaching staff and the losses that they have on defense. I think they're going to be in tight competitive games, and I just don't know if they win all of them. And, I, and the, really all you got to do is be right twice for them not to get to 10. Because mm-hmm. if you count the Ohio State game as a loss, they only got to be right two more of the other games. Yeah, and I think Indi- uh, I think Iowa's a toss-up. I think Penn State, even though they're at home, is a toss-up. Um, Michigan State beat them last year with as good a team as they had. They did. You know, I just I think they're an eight-win team. I really do. I think they're probably, I would say, nine. I, I, I wouldn't, I'll just say this. I w- I'm, not, I'm not playing anything on Michigan. Yeah. I'm not, I think they, I think, it's priced correctly. I think it should be nine and a half. I think it should be slightly to the over. Um, I feel like they're not getting a lot of love because everyone, you know, is drooling over Ohio State. I think rightfully so. Um, so, all right, to wrap I mean, up the is big— Is Illinois better in the second year with Bielema? No. And he's had a chance to get no. more of his guys. And I'm not saying they got to be great, but I'm just you find a way to win these games in the fourth quarter. Illinois did find a way to win, what, the nine-overtime game at Penn State? Uh, wrapping up the Big Ten, what intrigues you the most? It was uh, Wisconsin to win the Big Ten, eleven to one. Yeah, no shot. 
You might be right. I like Maryland. I'm over. just saying Braylon Hall is him and Trayvon Henderson are, just, are in a fight for the I'm, best running back I'm in just the using, conference. I'm just using the words of my co-host. No shot. They can win the division. Ain't beating Ohio State in that Big Ten championship. I do like Maryland. Stranger things happen. Stranger Terps. things happen. M-A-R-Y-L-E-A-N-D. Maryland. Honored. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN will be broadcasting live from NBA Summer League through July 17th. You can catch The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific from Summer League every day. Also, me and Sean will be there on Friday night, the nightcap at the Summer League at Summer League. And I will also be there with Amal Shaw on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You're gonna have great guests, exclusive content, updates all throughout our VSIN shows. Follow us on Twitter at VSIN Live. All right, wrapping things up here on the nightcap. Sean is uh, disgusted. By the performance. Frustrated, not disgusted yet. Of the Angels. It's not over, so they can still win. I got some stats for you about the Cincinnati Reds' comeback tonight. So I mentioned the Reds entering tonight, Sean, were 0-49 when trailing, entering the ninth inning. The Yankees were 48-0 entering the ninth inning with the lead. Clay Holmes was on the hill with a .46 ERA, and they scored four runs. More stats. Today marks the first time in modern era that a team with a sub-400 win percentage, the Reds, came from three-plus runs down in the ninth to beat a team with a 700-plus win percentage, the Yankees. You better get your jokes in now. Clay Holmes is also the first. These are facts. I'm a news anchor. Clay Holmes is also the first MLB pitcher to allow four runs without getting an out in a game after entering the game with a sub .5 ERA in 30-plus innings. Impressive. Impressive yeah. stuff. Oh. I mean, I, I, I know you're confident. I mean, I am, I am more than happy to, to double down on our bets. 
No, I'm trying to figure out how to win this pentathlon thing. I'm not even listening to you over there talking about trying to add cigar and wine bets to, to a bet we already have existing with my Reds. You aren't trying to win this. You're watching your own bet. You've already said on the show multiple times you don't care about the pentathlon. You care about your bets. Well, uh, if, if they link and they align, then I'm all for it. <laughs> if I'm forced to choose, <laughs> pull them from my pockets. All right. Uh, so the baseball pentathlon going on uh, tonight, once again, if you've been keeping tabs on it, uh, it is a competition across all the shows and a couple of our baseball uh, insiders, Adam Burke, Hoops Peterson, and Wes Reynolds as well. And uh, Sean and I made five bucks today in uh, these hypothetical $100 bets. We lost with the Dodgers as a favorite, but we did come home with the Rays, plus 105, as our underdog. Uh, odds on, the leaders heading into today won both of their bets. They had the Braves, they won, and the Tigers, plus 110, they also won. So odds on sitting in uh, in a good spot. Uh, Gil Alexander did bring home the the Cardinals, the plus one forty nine. So he's uh, he's in good shape. We'll see to if the, our detriment. We'll see if the Angels uh, what they do. A couple people have the Angels, and a couple people three people have, have the, the Angels, and two have the Astros. Yeah, follow the money as the Astros. They would sweep the day if the Astros win this game. And so does Greg Peterson. And Hoops Peterson would sweep as well if the Astros. Angels are the win. edge. Primetime action and Wes Reynolds. So mm. if the Astros win, then all three of those groups go 0 and 2, which we need. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We need that. All right. Because so. then I want to challenge bad Pete Moss to put us at plus 1650. <laughs> you need to, you really get bothered by the fact that he's putting our odds that high. Your odds are that high on your Reds. They're even higher, but you still believe in them. You don't take offense to, you know, the odds makers. I'm not, opinion I'm on not the offended. Reds. I want to prove them wrong. Seem a little perturbed. Don't prove them wrong. Let's do it. So tomorrow, tomorrow is So how are we going to do this? Because it's the games are at 9. Do you guys just want me, like, what time do we have to have this in by? Well, if you. 8 o'clock? We have, we, there are night games. Baltimore, Chicago. Yeah, but when I looked Philly, at it. Toronto, Cincinnati, How about New York. this? Can we make a decision? Whatever I text you guys at 8 o'clock in the morning, we'll go with on the run line. Or am I going to get. I, look. I said from the jump that I would listen to you. Aaron's the one pushing back. If you, if you, I'll be cool with letting Aaron pick it. I just, I, I, I can sleep in. I just want to know if I'm, if I'm gonna get we up. Doing, I mean, there's only one game at nine o'clock. It's the Mets. Thought it was two. Nope. Uh, yeah, the uh, Washington and the Mariners, and we're not paying. Washington so they're playing. The they're playing line. a uh, doubleheader. Who's pitching? Is a Don pitching? Did we get lucky? No, Adon, uh, Yoan Adon is not. Uh, oh. Yeah, we actually uh, the a good pitchers on the hill for the Nets. Josiah Gray. Yeah, he gets a lot of strikeouts. He does. Well, he's he's good. Uh, so the two early games, Mets Braves got. You, you interested in some Nets? One line? No, no way. Sure. Yep. All right. No way. Are you? I don't know. I gotta look at the rest of the card. See, that's what I do when I leave the show. I go to my high-end Can cigar lounge. Can we do lounge. it now? No, I, I got to break down the numbers. I got to look at all the stuff. Well, why'd you put your computer away? Well, because we're, we're done in four minutes. And I got enough to sweat up here with this Astros Angels. You come on here saying, I'm going to make Dude, a pick. think about this. Think about you have a team to close out a three-leg parlay. And the team they're playing has two hits but five runs. And there are no homers. 
So it's not like they've been hitting the long ball. I want to bring one up to you. How are you feeling about after today's miracle comeback? I guess it wasn't miracle. Red Sox kind of vomited down on themselves. My guy Shane's pitching tomorrow. McClanahan's pitching. What are they on the run line, though? Plus 150. Josh Winkowski, youngster, is pitching for the Red What's Sox. What's that, his third start, I think? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's had a couple more than that. Okay. Gotta, I'll, I'll read up on it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of taking the Rays on the run line, especially at home, because Franco's out. So it's not like they got all these big bats. Like Winkowski started six games. He's got a whip of 1.52. He's got an ERA of 4.35. So he's not. Yeah, and yet McClanahan is only, what, minus 135 or something? Like that line is trying to beg you to bet the Rays. What about my guy Lucas Giolito on the road against the Cleveland Guardians? He's plus 150 at South Point right now. And we're on the road, so we get nine innings to to hit. That's the worry yeah. about taking a run line home team is you only could get eight innings. Let's see who was all playing for the White Sox. Is Tim Anderson and all the guys playing? Because I think they played a doubleheader today. So he's going to make sure everybody's in the lineup. Okay. Yeah. I would just like to put it out there. So that's kind of why I like to wait to the day yeah. of in baseball because, like, those things matter. Now, and when a team look, is finicky like the White Sox. Giolito has not pitched – Great. He's not Dylan Cease this year. His last start, he gave up five runs. Uh, but his prior two, he was pretty good. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I don't really want to put our but on the White Sox. But the Guardians have Savali on the hill, who has got a 6-3 ERA and a 145 whip. You know who I really like who's playing good right now is Royals. I just, you know, Tariq's not bad. Who's pitching for the Tigers, but... Just saying, Royals are hot right now. You got to catch scenes when they're hot, like the Orioles today. We should have had Orioles. I, yeah. I mentioned the Orioles. Yeah, I know. Like, what's the Orioles-Cubs line tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, Orioles are the dog. Okay. Chicago's plus 160 on the run line. Kansas City is plus 180, Sean. So they're can, at home. Can we take a team on the, the super run line? Is that possible? I don't think so. Okay. You're that confident in the Royals. I just like to take teams that are hot. Yeah. Yeah, baseball is like a game of streaks. To your point, Orioles have won what? I mean, they Nine. The, the Royals lost today. They lost 7-5. They gave up four in the, in the seventh. Yep. They've taken two of three from the Tigers. Your guy... Singer's on the hill. He's got. I like Singer. Singer's pitching good. Scoobles also pitched well. Yeah, he is. So that's kind of why I lead that game along. A three nine nine. Ideally, what we what we need to find is a small road favorite that we can run line for like plus one sixty five or something. Because we just got to be right tomorrow. We don't care if this will play out over a ten game like test run. We just got to be right tomorrow. You want a road. Favorite. favorite, preferably a road favorite, because at least you know you get the whole ninth inning. See, the problem with the, the, the you you know this. The problem with run line and the home team is if they're up one, you don't get the ninth inning. Zach Wheeler's pitching tomorrow in Toronto. Oh, Aaron, no anything to do with the Phillies, Plus but I love the Phillies. I love the Phillies tomorrow, but why not? I want to look at the whole card. JT Real Muto uh, not allowed to play in Canada. Yeah, Toronto been Bryce Bryce Harper's hurt. Yeah, right. I don't know. White Sox, if we're looking for the best price 
I know Giolito hasn't pitched all that well. Savale has not pitched either. Listen, I'll have the winner for Tony Gonsolin, plus 120. I'll have the winner for us tomorrow morning. Thanks for your help. It's exercise. I am. The problem with the Dodgers tomorrow, most people are probably going to take the Dodgers. Thank you to Luca Garza, Joe Wieskamp, the McCaffrey brothers, D. Orlando Ledbetter, and Todd Furman. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Adios. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.